0: and how you play it, it's all about control. And if you can take it, it's all about your debt. And if you can pay it, it's all about pain. And who's gonna make it? I am the game, you don't wanna play me. I am, I am control, no way you can shake me. Ladies baby. and gentlemen, what is going on? Thank you so much for joining us for another edition of the Fantasy Authority Show. Tonight we are getting into the Crown Jewel. Really, for this class, we know we already talked about the quarterbacks, already talked about some running backs. But the the crown jewel for this year is the wide receiver class. Wh- whatever your flavor is, whatever you like. You like you like the big body boys, we gotcha. You like the shifty guys, gotcha. Slot guys, guys that can do – like whatever your flavor of wide receiver is, this class has it all for you. Tonight we're going to get into the uh, the top five, try and break these up into more manageable listening – pieces for you guys so we're just going to kick things off kev uh let's start talking about both of us we have the sa- really the the same five just the same top five just in a different order um but we both have jamar chase at one you obviously did the video breakdown on him so i'm going to give you the the floor here first tell me about jamar chase
1: yeah, I mean I think he's kind of an interesting guy. Like like we he's a a case study of recency bias because heading into this year, heading into twenty twenty, he was the wide receiver one on almost everybody. Like I didn't you really hear anybody that said that he wasn't. And because he sat this year out because of COVID, that it's like people have dropped him. And you also know, some people have dropped him down to two or three. And uh to me, like he's still f- Firmly in number one. Does he have some warts to his game? Sure, but w- there's not a prospect in this class that doesn't have a, f- a few red flags in their game. But, you know, Jamar Chase, six foot, 207. He was a four star prospect out of Louisiana. Um, he had a, a 19.5 breakout age, which was 78th percentile, 33.4 college dominator, uh, 21.2 yards per reception. He was the Blitnikoff Award winner as a sophomore. You know, if you look at his numbers freshman year, he didn't do a ton 23 receptions, 313 yards. And sophomore years, obviously, when he broke out, he did so next to. And next to guys like Justin Jefferson, you know Clyde Edwards Hilaire, and even Terrace Marshall, who we'll talk about, was also on that team and had double-digit touchdowns. So, but he had 84 receptions, 1780 receiving yards, 20 touchdowns. And, you know, which is super impressive in that offense with all the competition that they had. He had a 3.52 yards per reception. He had 24 receptions of 20 plus yards, which is insane because the next closest had 16 receptions of 20 plus yards. He was sixth of the nation and yards after contact. Uh, he forced a missed tackle on 26% of his receptions, 5.13 yards after contact and 22 avoided tackles after the catch. Like there's a lot of things to love about Jamar chase, his contested catch ability route running. Like, I don't think that he is the most polished route runner. At least he wasn't as a sophomore. Uh, I think there's areas to his game that he can certainly improve there. Like, I think he's somebody that he can definitely create for himself. Um, like I said, uh, he was uh, sixth in yards after the contact or yards after the catch and he also missed, uh, forced him his tackle on 26% of his receptions at a ridiculous 5.13 yards after contact. I think he really showed the ability to be able to read press coverage. Uh, he played against some of the best co- corners you'll see, guys who were first round picks last year: AJ Terrell, Trayvon Diggs, CJ Henderson out of Florida, and he torched all those dudes with that with with ease. Uh, some things that I really, uh, I was really impressed with was his ability to use his hands. Um, he he is one of his hand technique is, is some of the best you'll ever see. I guess the biggest question mark for him is, is he going to be able to gain separation? And I, while I understand that because once you get to the next level, things get a little bit more condensed, you know, you're playing against better corners, but like I said, we saw him go against the best, the best guys in the league. And my, the biggest thing for me, when it comes to Jamar chase is we are looking at, 19-year-old Jamar Chase and when we're trying to evaluate him because we don't have his his junior year tape because he didn't play. And so everything we're looking at is, as, as a sophomore, we don't do that with anybody because we don't have that situation with any of these other guys. Like all these guys have played further than that. And so like when you're talking about Devontae Smith, Devontae Smith is 22 years old. He's going to be 23 in a, like a month or two. Right, and so like he is a much older prospect. Where Jamar Chase is twenty years old and doesn't turn twenty one until I think October of this year. And so everything that you could probably nitpick about him is very minor. And I don't think you're gonna you don't find any big holes in his game. And so for me, Jamar Chase is that dude. He's ultra uh, competitive. He's gonna go to a team. He can be a true alpha wide receiver. He does not have the size as some of these other guys are. But he's he's big enough. Like to me, my comp for him is kind of he is like a mix between Odell Beckham, and and DJ Moore because DJ Moore is great after the, uh, after or he is a yak monster. And while I don't think that he is a polished route runner like DJ Moore, especially when DJ Moore was coming out. Uh, But I think in terms of just looking at what he does after the catch, I think that is a lot of what Jamar Chase is. And then Jamar Chase is the absolute king of the go route and the fade route, which is exactly uh, other things that you look at when you talk about Odell Beckham. So to me, I think he's kind of a mix between those two guys.
0: I really don't have too much else to to add here. Uh, For for me, the reason why I have him at one is because, you know, he just – he has that alpha dog mentality, my ball – Get out of my way, you know, kind of shit. Just the, the way that he plays. The like you said, the thing is for for him. The big question mark is the separation. He's not going to be creating a ton of separation. Um, I think it was Eric Crocker was he put out something on Twitter just about the fact that like corners were you know, rather comfortable just getting their hands on him where, you know, especially whenever you're looking at someone who is that dominant in college, like you don't want to fuck up and, you know, try and get hands on him and he just beat you that way. But there were, there were corners that were just jamming him up at the line, but it it really didn't matter. Like he was still able to do his thing once the ball was in the air. And if, you know, you look at guys like Allen Robinson, Deandre Hopkins, like those guys are known as great separators, but they get it done for fantasy purposes. I, I would like to see him build on his release packages at the line of scrimmage because that's going to help a ton in terms of in terms of his separation. He he was you you were talking about his hand fighting and hand usage throughout the throughout the route. And I, I do think that is a plus with him. But at the line of scrimmage, he kind of just had that one move where he would use both of his hands and kind of just try and rip the the DB from out in front of his face, so I, th- those are all things he can work on. Really, just nitpicking him at, at that point. But like I said, he is my number one as well. You were talking about, you know, maybe not the most polished route runner. Well, again, like I said, whatever flavor ice cream you like, you want a polished route runner. We got one of those for you too. And that uh, for us, our number two, same here as well, Devonta Smith. If to me, he is the best route runner in the class. Super fluid, smooth in his movements, his ability to adjust to the ball. I really like, obviously this year, historic, absolute historic season when he just absolutely balled out the, the one knock that I don't get. And I don't understand how people don't just like go to Google and look this up. But whenever they're talking about, well, just because, you know, rugs and Judy are gone, that's, you know, that's why he was doing that well. And then Waddle obviously gets hurt early in the season he led them last year in yards and touchdowns. Like, that's that's something super easy you can look up in terms of his production. I think he was second, on, second with catches behind Judy. But, again, led in yards and touchdowns. So, there's a lot to like from him, especially from a statistical standpoint. Uh, really, for me, the only knock with Devonta Smith is size, right? Like, he doesn't have that prototypical – X receiver size, but I think his route running is is so good, you know, like a Judy, like Judy isn't a prototypical X receiver either, but you can stick him on the outside, you can stick him in the slot because of his route running and his ability to create separation, so I know you have him at two uh just curious to get your thoughts on Devonta Smith and then we can start to to move on down the list
1: yeah I mean like you mentioned I mean hes six foot one one seventy five and that's certainly not in the range of what you're looking for for a, for a wide receiver and he also is gonna he's gonna have to be the ultimate outlier because not only is he does he have kind of a late breakout age which isn't great it's twenty point eight was his breakout age forty second percentile but he does have a fifty one point three college dominator which is ninety six percentile. 15.9 yards per reception. His BMI is so ridiculously low that we, there is not a huge track record of wide receivers with, with low BMIs that have really, that really went on to be dominant wide receivers at the next level. I mean, you have guys like Will Fuller, uh, Marvin Harrison is probably the, the, you know, the the gold standard for it, but there is a long, long list of guys who have just busted, uh, that, that have low BMI. And so, it is it is a concern, but I don't think it's also. But it's something to me though that I look at him and say, well, he's already beat it because look at what he's done through it, his, throughout his career. So I think some of it's being held a little bit too much against him. And I think it should be mentioned and it should be monitored and it should be noted with him. But the things that he's able to do is impressive because you know, I, I will say this when I first started when I first started looking into him, you know, I, I saw the frame and everything else. I was like, Oh, this is gonna be a going to like. He's way too small. His BMI is going to be atrocious. This is not going to work. I know I'm going to hate him. So I felt like I went into it with a little bit of bias, but more I started looking into him. I was like, okay, okay, like, okay, I, I can see, I can see a little bit now. If you look at some of his advanced metrics, 4.39 yards per reception, which I think was third among all wide receivers, 8.2 yards after contact per reception was 20th. His 10.7 average depth of target, 15, 15 reception or 15 deep receptions last year was first at all of college football, 589 deep yards. He was used a lot in the slot. Forty-six receptions from the slot, eight hundred sixty-three yards, thirty-five screen uh, receptions, uh, or thirty-five of his receptions came from screens. And there's three hundred yards for his first most. So they did a lot of try to manufacture his touches and get him out in space, scheme him out in space. Hey, they, that's what they do a lot in Alabama. Same thing with, with Jalen Waddle. They do with those guys. But he did have eleven contested catches last year, I think, which is also number one in this class for this season, or he was either first or second in that. But for a guy his size, like, you know, to see him go up and get the contested catches playing in the SEC against some of the best corners in all of college football. Like, so those are all things that should be mentioned with him. That yes, he is small. He does have a slight frame. And I, I think we take it too far with, uh, oh, well, at the next level, the corners are bigger and stronger and faster and blah, 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 you know, and all that stuff. But you know not everybody plays press not every not every NFL team does those things so those are things that should be taken in consideration i thought his strengths for me well i mean he has just like you said excellent ball skills he can make any catch i mean some of the catches he made were fucking ridiculous and again, at his size, like he's not a big guy, and he is going up there with his body control. He's very fluid. And I think he's just an absolute polished route runner. So I think that he can be really good at the next level. I do. Uh, there were times that when guys oppressed him that would shut him down, that would stop him. But more often than not, he was able to win in, in most cases. So uh, I think we're just being a little bit too nitpicky with him. And I do think that he deserves to be the number two in this class.
0: Yeah. Let, something you mentioned there in passing that I think we should all keep keep in mind whenever we're talking about the, these prospects, whether it's Chase, Waddles, whoever it is, how many, for fantasy purposes, how many corners do we have? Like when whenever we're talking on a week-in, week-out basis, we're talking about start sets. How many corners do we actually look at and say like, you know what, like I'm going to stay away from him this week because of, you know, corner A, corner B. Like the, there's really not that many. So like that, like,
1: and there's not even that many that play like that are uh, like elite like man press corners, right? Like like right. even like even there's there's guys that that uh, that we consider uh great corners that don't play a lot of press and, and don't press guys and stuff like that. So, but you're right. There's not even a, a, a I wouldn't say there's a huge list of just you know shut down corners. You have like Jalen Ramsey who would be on that list. Jair Alexander this year would be on that list, but it's a very Trinavius White. You know, it's just a very short list of guys. Maybe four or five players that you that you really would put in that category. Everybody else, like, there's good corners, there's great corners, but they're not elite and and not somebody that every week that you're just super worried about. Like, oh, they're playing this guy. Really, this year it was kind of Jalen Ramsey and probably Jair Alexander were kind of the two guys that you probably just didn't want to target somebody with. But other than that, like there was probably a couple other guys, but most of more often than not that you're, you're right. It's just not a huge list.
0: Yeah. So I, that, that's just something I, you know, w- whenever you mentioned about like, Oh, what's he going to do against press and this, that, and the other, like people are acting like NFL defenses are just exclusively press man. And everyone's a lead at it and knowing and if you're too small that you, you can't beat it. So j- just something for all of you to keep in mind, especially if you're listening to, to other podcasts and other analysts that, and they, they bring that up kind of like, I, I, I honestly wouldn't look too far into it until they get to the next level. And we're looking at them on a week by week basis. Whenever you guys are tuning in with us on Sunday mornings, we're doing the start sit show. Anyway, let's move on to our number three and that is Rashad Bateman. Uh, someone who I'm excited about. We just did a, a rookie mock draft on Twitter and I had the the ninth spot. It was a super flex, and I took Bateman at the 109 over Devonta Smith. Actually, just because of the the safety factor, I, I feel like uh, Bateman is probably one of the safest uh, uh, prospects, especially at the wide receiver position. He doesn't do anything that's like super elite. I think his best uh, his best trait is his body control, you know, on, on the on the sideline and being able to go up and attack the ball and things like that but there's also nothing that like you really like question him with. I think he has a more diverse route tree than someone like Jamar Chase had. He played a lot in the slot this year, so you know they can move him across the all across the uh the formation. He played 13% of his slots, uh 13% of his snaps from the slot in 2019. Went up to 61% this past year. So again, he's played all over. That's not something you're gonna to have to worry about whenever you see some, you know, some of these guys who play exclusively on one side of the field and at the at the college level. My my only gripe with Bateman is like I, I would like to see more urgency sometimes in his routes because there are times when he decides, like, all right. I'm going deep or I'm going to, you know, threaten deep and then come back, whatever the route may be. There are definitely times where he's he's busting off that line and he's getting into his route really quickly. And there's other times where he's kind of just like almost seems like he's kind of just going through the motions. But again, that, that's just something that's a nitpick all around. I think he's a really good, really safe receiver. Kev, uh, I haven't gotten to get your thoughts on Bateman yet, so I'm curious to hear what what you have to say about the Minnesota Golden.
1: I mean, his his profile is, is pretty flawless, right? I mean, he's 6'2", 210. Um, he's only 21 years old. He had a 43.7 college dominator, which is 88th percentile. Third, uh, th- he, he ended up with an 18.8 breakout age, which is 95th percentile. Love to see that. Uh, you know he got better three, every year of it of his career. 2018, 51 receptions, 704 and six. 2019, 60 receptions, 1,219 receiving yards, 11 touchdowns, and then this past year, only in five games, 36 receptions, 472 and two with a 30% target share and his target share went up every single year. Even go, if you go back to last year, I mean, he was playing with, with you know, with Tyler Johnson and uh, who's now in the NFL with the bucks. And he, he played with NFL level, level caliber play uh, talent. And he's just a guy like, I, you're right. Like, I just don't think he's like, he's a player that's like super flashy. I think he could be a really, really, really good core, a uh, really, really good wide receiver at the next level. Um, I went back and I didn't use his 2020 numbers for his advanced stuff because I wanted to look at a full season. And last year, he had an excellent 3.45 yards per reception, 14 deep, uh, 14 receptions of 20 plus yards, 528 deep yards, 46 receptions of 10 plus yards which was first in the class, and 36 broken tackles on a career 147 receptions. Like the dude is is a really exciting prospect, and to me, he's big, physical. He's probably he might be the most gifted route runner in this entire class, and he can win both inside and out. And my comp between it for him, and him is Allen Robinson. I, I think he has some Allen Robinson and Keenan Allen to his game, and so like I, I think this guy he may not be you know a, a top three fantasy wide receiver for people, but I think he can certainly uh, cash in you know some uh, multiple or wide receiver one seasons. And so for me, I like Rashad Bateman a lot. If he if he lands in a proper spot, I think it could be wheels up. I kind of hope this somebody that the Chiefs would look to take. Uh, at the you know at the end of the first round, but there's a lot of good landing spots for him. You know, if Green Bay took him at at the end of the first, I think he's he's another guy that's definitely going to go in the first round. But for me, I just don't think for a lot of other people that he checks some of those boxes in terms of of, of speed and you know he's not a Jalen Waddle or Rondell Moore in terms of that just raw athleticism but he can beat you in just about every other facet. He is a technician at wide receiver and just somebody that I think that has a really high ceiling at the next level.
0: Yeah. I, I normally despise and thoroughly hate comps, but I, I could see that, that Allen Robinson complex, like someone who's not going to just completely blow you away, but solid and everything and, you know, can, can get it done. And that, that's the other thing that I'd really like about Bateman is the fact that like, I don't think he's one of these guys like someone who we're going to talk, who we're going to talk about here in a minute, who like needs a particular landing spot to get the most out of him. Like, I think he could land damn near anywhere. Is he going to have, you know, more upside in certain spots? Sure. But like, he's not someone who I can, I, I, that I'm looking at and being like, man, I I really hope he doesn't go here, here, or here. Cause I think he can, you know, because of you're talking about his route tree, I talked about playing inside and out, because he can do all those things and do them, you know, really well. He's someone who I'm not really all that worried about. Now this is finally where we get a little bit of disagreement because we have the same top three. You have Jalen Waddle at four. I have Rondell Moore at four. I will, I will let you have the floor here and I'll I'll give you first dibs. Talk to me about Jalen Waddle. And then if, is, is it a, we didn't talk about this either. But is it a big difference with you between Waddle and Moore or is, it just, or is it just something slight that, you know, kind of just bumps Waddle up over Moore for you?
1: I think they're both very similar players. Um, you know, Waddle's a little bit bigger than he is, 5'10", 182. He's 22 years old. Some of the big differences between the two of them. Uh, you're not going to see any college dominator. His 24.1 college dominators, 36, 32nd percentile, 21.8 breakout age, which is terrible. He was somebody that, I mean, he really, his best year was 2018 when he had 45 receptions for 848 yards and seven touchdowns. Now I will say in this year, he was on pace to obliterate those numbers, 28 receptions, 591 and four touchdowns, but then he got hurt in week five. Um, and just completely destroyed his ankle. And I have no idea why he came back for the national title game. I get it, it's the national title game. It's probably easier said than done for us, but the coaches should have held him out. He really could have, if he would have re-injured that, it could have derailed his NFL career. But listen, Jalen Waddle is a super exciting player to watch, right? He's he, I think he might be the most explosive player in this draft. He's explosive off the line, can get to full speed, and a, a drop of a hat. And tri- he, has, he really does have terrific catch point, or he has the ability to... To high point a ball like, and I've seen some of the Tyree Kill stuff, and I keep hearing it every year. This is the new. He's the new Tyree Kill. He's not Tyree Kill. Okay, he's just not. And the reason, only reason I say that is because that he is such a fucking unicorn, like Tyree Kill is. Like, like don't let's not. Put him there. Like, I think for me, the guy that really stood out to me when I was watching, like, this guy really kind of reminds me of Tyler Locke. Like, and Tyler Locke was the same way dynamic a, 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 as a returner, which is exactly what Jalen Waddle was. I mean, he's one of the best return men um, in college football. I think, you know, at the very least, Jalen Waddle is going to be a lot to be a guy who gets a ton of uh, uh, opportunities at punt, kick return. You can rely on that, but that is not exciting for us as fantasy football guys. Uh, I will say that he is very limited in experience, only 900 total snaps. He has a, a small frame, and so, so for me, when it comes to him, when it comes to Jalen Waddle, like I think there's a very, very high ceiling for him, but I think he's going to have to go to the right spot because if he don't, and he, he goes to, like, look at Henry Ruggs last year. We, we were saying this a lot of the same stuff about Henry Ruggs. I mean, we weren't. We weren't on this show. We were saying, avoid Henry Ruggs. Avoid Henry Ruggs. I like Jalen Waddle. Uh, I think that he can be dynamic. If he can land in the right spot and be in the right offense, I think this, he can be a, re, a really, really good prospect probably more of a wide receiver two probably for me maybe in a, just the absolute perfect system where maybe he goes wide, he turns has a couple wide receiver one seasons overall like he's a very fun prospect and i think some of a high ceiling and only other thing i'll say is this and just looking at some of his advanced numbers with Jalen waddle he had a 4.38 yards per reception which was right behind Devonte smith uh 10.1 yards after a catch per reception which is sixth all, among all wide receivers Six deep catches, and he has uh, 19 receptions for 495 yards from the slot. And he played he played about 60% of the slot snaps. So, obviously, he's somebody that was playing in an offense with a ton of, water, of NFL talent, right? Jerry Judy, Henry Ruggs last year. Devontae Smith was in that team. So, he was kind of the fourth guy. This year, you know, was his, was his kind of was supposed to be his coming out party, and he really did for the first four weeks. Like he was producing every single week. I think he had over hundred yards every single week. So I mean, everything was looking forward, and then and then he and then he you know destroyed his ankle, and that kind of derailed it. So um, I, for me, that's where I have Jalen Waddle. Um, I mean, if if you I don't know, if, what do you love so much about Rondell Moore? I mean, really,
0: a lot of the athletic traits that you were talking about with Waddle, I think you can kind of just transpose on on Rond- Rondell Moore a- as well. The thing I, the thing I like that pushes more over Waddle for me is I don't necessarily think he has to have that perfect landing spot. Do, do I think that he w- he's going to do better with a more you know creative offense? Of course. But I think Waddle is just a little bit more raw right now. I think his upside is higher. I I do see. I'm not making the comp, and he's definitely not there yet. But if if everything lines up for him and he can develop correctly, I do see like a Tyreek Hill light just in terms of his acceleration, his zero to sixty is just fucking bonkers, and that that shiftiness that he has, that you know, the Tyreek also has. But I will say with Waddle. And then I'll go back to more. W- Waddle just like almost doesn't seem like he's like, he's in control of his body sometimes. Like he's just fucking just like going and like, like he doesn't decelerate and like the, the shiftiness from him, like when Tyreek does it, he's, he's very in control of his movements. And the the sense I got from Waddle was just kind of, he was all over the place, but you know, the like, going back to more just an absolutely dominant season as a freshman right out of the gate and you know not not like they're getting the the five-star quarterback recruits at Purdue the way that they are at Bama so that was something that was super impressive to me and I think he's just like I said a more overall polished receiver who's ready just to to go right now and that's why uh, you know the, the way that he plays too he's so strong man and his play strength and the way he's able just to get in there and you know at his size cuz they're they're comparable um but at his size the, the way that he's able to to run through some dudes and his his contact balance and you know th- things like that that's why i have more higher than waddle but they're they're both close i just give the give the edge to more because like i said mostly I'm not necessarily worried about landing spot. And I think he's ready to go right out of the box, uh, not, not in a way that Waddle is.
1: Listen, I mean, you're not, I'm not going to argue with you whatsoever that uh, Rondell Moore's ability as just an, an athlete, right? Like he is an incredible athlete. And even at 5'9, 180, um, he's still only 20 years old, 36.7 college dominator. Nine point, or excuse me, twenty nine percent target share, which is eighty first percentile. Eighteen point two, which is uh, breakout age, which is one of the lowest ever um, for any wide receiver. I mean, really, it's kind of like him, and then I guess yeah, another guy that comes by, like Brian Edwards last year, right? That 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 was able to do that. But he is, I mean, coming out of high school, he ran a verified four three three forty. He he can squat six hundred, benches three hundred for a dude that's 180, This dude is an inc- just a fucking freak Monster. of nature. As an yeah. athlete, and I am not denying that whatsoever. I do have some issues with some of the other things. I mean, his 2.25 yards per reception is fucking terrible. 7 point, 7.0 yards after catch per reception is only uh, was 50th, which isn't terrible. But 2.6 average depth of target. 2.6! I'm like, is that right? Like, 2.6? And then then you look further into it. 47 of his 117 receptions were screens. 47 now is that his fault i no probably not it's the way they use them they wanted to get him in space they wanted to get him out i understand that's why i understand all those things but he ran a very 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 limited route tree he only had 11 receptions in his entire college career that were uh that were intermediate routes or longer 11 so like he is a very limited route tree he's going to be somebody that's going to need some work at the next level but You put him in an, an, that's why I do think he needs to go to a right offense. Because if you're not going to utilize him correctly, then I think it's going to be a problem. But the ceiling is very high for Rondell Moore. And and he is an incredible athlete and his breakout age. And I've heard people talk about, oh, well, yeah, you could talk about him because he didn't really do anything or because he didn't have any competition. I mean, I guess we haven't heard of David Bell, who is could very well be a first round pick next year. And so he, there was competition there and it is playing at Purdue, which isn't some powerhouse with some powerhouse quarterbacks and, every, and you know, powerhouse offenses. So there is a lot of like there. Like I said, with Rondell Moore, super athlete, right? If he can go to the right space, like it, it could be wheels up and it wouldn't surprise me if he turns out to be the, the second or third best. I remember watching him his, his rookie year when he played Lurie and I was like this fucking guy is fucking good. Like just crushed as a, as a freshman um, against Missouri. And so, like, I, I, it's, it still stands out to me. This is something I, I remember watching and seeing him. I was like, man, when this guy gets to the next level, this guy's going to be fun. And so, to me, Rondell Moore and Jalen Waddle are super, super close. I think Jalen Waddle at this point is a little bit more refined. But I, hands down, Rondell Moore is a better athlete th- than Jalen Waddle is. Like, I, I, I've seen people talk about, how, like, the forty the time they think Jalen like, – I've seen people talk about they think Jalen Waddell is going to run, like, a 4-5. If he runs a 4-5, he's, he's, he's moving down. He's, he's moving down the list. Uh, for me because that would be uh, not good for, for somebody that his size like he he has to offer more in terms of, of, of speed for me if that's the case. I think he'll probably run probably low four threes high four four or, or low four four I should say um, but I've just seen some people suggest that he could, it could end up being a four five but um, if it's a four five we got an issue for Jalen waddle but they're super super close they're very similar prospects for me um, Kind of athletes guys that you can kind of get into space. Um, that we're seeing more and more at the next level, guys like you know a, a Debo Samuel. Um, not that they're the same type of player, not the same built and all that stuff. But guys, that you're going to maybe put in the backfield and and manufacture f- touches that way, kind of like you you move them all around the. Uh, you move them all around the line of scrimmage and stuff like that. So I like both of them quite a bit. They're both super, super close.
0: Yeah, I agree. this class is is super interesting. And, you know, w- once we get the, the draft and all that, it's, it's going to be really interesting to see who gets the capital and who gets the landing spots and all that. So that is going to wrap up the top five 2021 wide receiver talk for tonight. Uh, join us soon. We're gonna be talking about wide receivers six to ten. If you're watching us on YouTube, drop a comment, let us know what you think, you know, h- how wrong you think we are, if you you know, who you disagreed with, who you agreed with, if you're listening on podcast form, leave us a rate and review. We appreciate all the support and all the feedback we've been getting, and we will keep kicking it with you guys all off season. Much more to come. Make sure you check everything out and we'll talk to you all soon. Don't talk about me, dawg. Okay. And if you doubt me, dawg, okay, you bro. better out me, dawg. I'm oh. throwed off slightly bruh. Oh. Don't wanna fight me, bruh. Oh. I'm fast as lightning, bruh. You better oh. use your Nike, bruh. Yeah. You know you don't like me, cuz. Yeah. Your people's like them yeah. Dogs. Yeah. She see me on them dubs. In yeah. front of every club. What? Happy on your bum buzz. Gave every home of Don't show me much.